This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Jazzed About Work, where we talk about everything that might have an impact on your career. I'm your host, Bev Jones. I'm an executive coach, and my new book is Find Your Happy at Work. Today, we're talking about new ways that organizations are trying to engage with their people and are able to motivate them. Our guest is Lisa Haffenberg. She's a marketing expert who understands many cultures, and she's worked in Europe, Japan, and New York. These days, Lisa's focus is engaging employees and changing the culture inside organizations. She's an executive with the marketing firm Strawberry Frog. It specializes in movement thinking. Lisa tells us why turning a purpose statement into action and creating an inside movement is a powerful way to create change for team members and also to energize a company. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us here today. We're going to be talking about some things that I think are really of interest these days about how organizations are energizing and motivating people and trying to keep their employees. But here on Jazzed About Work, we always like to learn a little something uh, about our guests and hear a bit of their career stories. And it sounds like yours is pretty interesting. You've been around a good bit. Would you would you tell us about your international career, please? Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, thank, thanks for having me. And um, you will hear from my Swinglish that uh, I've been around. I'm actually from Stockholm, Sweden, uh, originally, uh, where I have worked uh, and lived. But uh, the beginning of my career actually took me to to Japan. I was I was doing an MBA and ended up staying three years in Tokyo working in um, a communications agency way, way back when. Um, and after being back in Europe for, for quite a few years, uh, working um, all around Europe, building uh, a lot of global, global brands, uh, I ended up in New York about 12 years ago. So since then, I have um, enjoyed um, this wonderful city that is now opening up again. And um, the last couple of years, my career has really turned uh, to work inside organizations, uh, activating purpose, activating people, cultural transformation and growth, employee engagement um, inside large organizations in the U.S. um, and abroad. Well, you describe yourself on LinkedIn, which, of course, I always check out. You described yourself on LinkedIn as a movement maker. I thought that was a really intriguing way to describe oneself. Would you tell us what you mean by movement maker? Absolutely. And um, I stole it a little bit because I've been with Strawberry Frog for about five years now. And and, and historically, we are uh, seen as a, as a movement marketing firm. We kind of popularize that, popularize that concept, um, help 
helping organizations and brands and people lead movements. And uh, working here, I, I felt that uh, I was able to personally uh, really combine my my business and marketing background with uh, creating positive impact, um, solving business problems, but also you know igniting uh, positive change for for people inside organizations. So um, it it uh, it kind of is. Um, is something that makes me feel good every day um, while solving business problems. Hence, uh, being able to to be part of of, of this uh, this movement thinking and movement building, uh, seeing myself as as a movement maker. Well, the the emphasis on movement um, is really prominent on um, Strawberry Frog's website, and it's it's clear that they've thoroughly explored this concept. But I, I have to ask you before I ask you to talk a little bit more about Strawberry Frog is where did they get that name? You're a branding expert. <laughs> so what's the brand of Strawberry Frog and where did they get the name? So, so there is actually a real, there is a real frog in the Amazon called the strawberry frog that actually exists. And uh, taking on the big dinosaurs of the, the, the marketing world and the communications world, uh, strawberry frog is a small, nimble, agile um, animal, but also an organization. But with one little uh, lethal bite, the, the, uh, the frog can actually conquer the dinosaur. So that's where that's where the background of, of the name comes from. Wow, that is um, kind of cool. That has carries a lot more meaning and it isn't at all what I was thinking about. So <laughs> um, the, the company um, focuses on movement and activating purpose and so on. How does it differ from other marketing companies out there what what is um the thing that distinguishes about this movement thinking and and how is it different from companies that um, market to clients around the world a uh, good question and and strawberry frog has been around for almost i think it's going to be 23 years uh, this winter um and has evolved a little bit over time um and the last couple of years with with the um uh, the topic of purpose really rising to the forefront um, on the minds of, of, of business leaders and, and clients that we work with, uh, not only identified, you know, what is an organization's purpose, but even more importantly, what do we do with it? So um, we thinking about uh, movements, we, we have evolved it really to be uh, defined as, as purpose activated. And I think that is a big difference because there are some companies that, that help, help defining purpose. There are very few that actually activate it. So if you look at everything from management consultants to, to other uh, marketing firms, few companies would have a creative lens, first of all, backed by, by behavioral science and research and strategy, but where they would take the purpose and they would actually do something with it so that um, a movement can only be created if 
if you give uh, the either the employees or the external customer or consumers something to participate in, something to do. Um, so that is what we do. We, we really try to create these moments uh, of participation where, where people can rally around something they are passionate about, something they, they believe in, something they care about, and something that's relevant in culture. A movement always has to be very relevant in culture. Um, and one, once we find that sweet spot and that, that way for people to activate, uh, the purpose of the organization can, can become truly something that is, ends up being a peer-to-peer movement more than just a, a fancy line on a, on, a, on a boardroom wall. So something else that feels a, a little different is that some marketing companies, at least as I've encountered them, are very focused on external audiences, on customers and um, other stakeholders or influencers. But your job is movement inside. So I take that to mean that you are focusing on a client's employees, the, the inside part of the company, and not simply their target customers. Is that correct? Absolutely, and and we are we are borrowing from our you know our, our legacy legacy business is in the external movement building and marketing and brand building towards consumers and customers. So that's where Strawberry Frog started. But uh, taking from that experience, we, we're applying marketing and consumer insights and 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 that thinking internally inside organizations um, and we're realizing that it's, it's it's a much more efficient way to engage and create experience for employees as well just as it is externally so so we're we're combining uh, our, our heritage and our legacy business but using those principles internally to to really engage employee um, and internal audiences. It feels like you are in the right place at, at the right time because employers around the country and I assume around the world are really struggling with the great resignation with people who um, are just feeling exhausted after COVID and they want something new. It's hard to hold on to employees now, even for um, some great companies. It sounds like what you might be doing with your clients is using the the full power of their communication um, delivery expertise and helping them to employ it inside when they're talking to their own team members as well as their customers. Is that right? Yes, yes, it is. And, and, and it goes beyond communication. It's really a lot of culture building and change uh, culture change, transformation, uh, but absolutely. I mean, we, we, we believe it's, uh, if you look at the, the customer experience and the customer journey that, you know, everybody from a business and marketing world know very well, uh, we find it's, it's high time to put the same effort and investment internally to the employee experience, to making that the best it can ever be, uh, to look at the talent journey, um, 
the the career development over time, but also the the moments that matter to the person, to the employee uh, working in this company. Everything that we know that's happening to to a person, everything from buying their first house to having their first baby, where do they need their employer's support? Um, and obviously, the last year that has been more more important than ever during the during the pandemic. So we are really. Uh, taking the same thinking, bringing it internally, uh, trying to make the, the the employee experience, and we know from facts if we can make that the best it can be, um, well then engagement goes up and also productivity and bottom line increases. So it ends up also being good for business. The the uh, focusing internally has real uh, positive impact on on the bottom line focusing on, on on your employees and a part of this then it sounds like is focusing on the organization's purpose their written value statements and trying to make those real trying to somehow turn that statement on the wall you mentioned turn it into action that impacts both um people outside, customers and others, and people inside. It's, so is that where your focus on purpose comes in? Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. The, the, uh, we say internally that we, we activate people through purpose. Um, so uh, we don't only activate the purpose, we activate the people. And if, and if we deconstruct that a little bit, the, the activating part is really what we mean by that is really we, we try to inspire some meaningful change. Um, and, and hopefully in today's society with this world being very chaotic, hopefully with minimal disruption, but really inspire this change. And the people part is really how we can engage these employees um, to create this this dynamic, resilient uh, culture that I know you've talked about in previous episodes as well, which which a lot of organizations are are looking for right now. Um, And the way we do it is really through uh, everything we do is is what we call you know in this in this space as you know consumer grade it's 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 the activations the experiences for every talent journey have very high quality and it's something that that people are get excited about and then of course the last part of the deconstruct is is, is the purpose that you asked about and and that's really trying to galvanize an organization's employees around the shared values, uh, well-being, a sense of belonging, because like you also mentioned, the the great resignation and the war for talent and everything we're reading about now, people uh, that don't feel that they are in a purposeful organization will leave. They they need to feel this, this belonging. They also need to feel that their individual effort and their individual values actually ladder up to the organization's values. So um, looking at the job market today, uh, purpose is, is, is more important than ever in order to, to find the talent, to make the talent stay, to make the talent want to stay for a long time. And uh, again, you know, it's, it's not only, this is not only an, an, an HR challenge, this is a, a company-wide challenge and something that's uh, on top of mind or should be on top of mind of, of all CEOs, to, CEOs today. Well, I think there's a tremendous awareness of the 
oh, I, I guess the yearning for purpose and the yearning for alignment between a personal mission and the organization's mission. And, and so if you're following um, the trends related to the workplace, you're kind of aware of those things, but it's much easier to notice the yearning for purpose than it is to understand, okay, how do you really turn this into something that, that galvanizes a, a, say a company or another organization. Can you give us some examples of the kinds of work that you've done? Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I'll be happy to give you some examples. And, and I think uh, one thing which we always try to do, which is key, is really having a, a people first approach. Um, and, you know, for, for, for too long, um, you know, company leaders and C-suites, they've taken a, a business first approach to transforming their organization and the brand and the bottom line. And, and the focus has also been on a lot of times exclusively on, on external audiences and shareholders. Uh, and, and they've kind of neglected looking inwards and realizing that there's real change if you just look inside. So hopefully one good news with the pandemic is more leaders are starting to take this people first approach. So that is something that we always try to take. And we always try to take that when solving a business problem, because any movement is also solving a business problem. Um, the way the way we we are doing this with clients, for for example, we're we're working with Walmart. We um, where the people first approach um, has allowed us to to reinvent uh, and change the way they engage and communicate with their 1.6 million employees in the U.S. Um, taking a human centric approach. Uh, thinking of their employees before an employee is an employee, he or she is a consumer. Before he or she is a consumer, he or she is just a person. Um, and, and being able to leverage our consumer thinking, knowing what makes a consumer tick, what makes them ex excited, um, and then bringing it down to the human human level, uh, we were able for, for Walmart to 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 create activations and experiences and communications that just focused on this human approach that people uh, identified themselves with, but also were, were excited to participate in. They wanted to know more. They wanted to, to sign up for the well-being programs offered. Um, so I think the, the, the thing we're taking with most of our clients or all of our clients, rather, it's the people first approach and thinking of employees as people in everything we do um, and being able that way to to create an engagement and uh, usually which is which is difficult to get because a lot of times organizations do not put the same focus and effort and investment behind the employees as they would do externally towards customers and, and, and consumers. Um, so I think that that is one way we are we are definitely uh, working with uh, our, our clients to solve their business and people problems. We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. Are you ready to make a difference in the world? The Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University can give you the skills to do just that. 
The school offers a multidisciplinary approach where public policy, environmental studies, and entrepreneurship come together to educate tomorrow's leaders. Learn more about the Masters in Public Administration or Environmental Studies by visiting ohio.edu backslash Voinovich School. I've read that um, Walmart is one of the companies that's supporting its employees to go to college or take courses on the side or um, enroll in local universities. Would that be an example of sort of a new, more people-focused purpose, either at Walmart or just in general? Yes, a dollar a day college, absolutely. That, that can absolutely be one. Um, we also work with a big bank um, in the U.S., now called Truist. They were called SunTrust when we started, and we created a, a financial well-being movement for them uh, because, as we know, well-being, I mean, in the past, it was very focused on, on physical well-being. The past year has, has really put the spotlight on emotional well-being, which many of us are have suffered from the past year, and financial being uh, well-being being the third in this holistic well-being experience. For 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 SunTrust and Truist, it was really about. Um, looking looking at that and obviously for a bank it was something that came natural to them and it was very natural fit with with the purpose that they had uh, but in their case uh, it was really trying to to we, we we identified financial stress as the enemy if you want and and the stance we took against it was really to try to make um, the the employees and the customers um, give them as many tools as possible to become more financially confident. So in that case, it was still a very people-centric approach because after a lot of research, and uh, we usually do a lot of digging and research, uh, we realized that financial stress was really the biggest thing that kept everybody up at night, employees and customers alike. So in that case, uh, the thing that we did was create this, this movement, on-up movement, which got over 6 million participants and helped people with training, with tools to become more financially confident and then obviously increase the financial well-being for, for the community of SunTrust. So that was another example of um, more than a program, but a movement that people could participate in. And, and they did in, in the millions. So a movement is going beyond, say, a communication campaign in which your leadership is sending out messages, but it's finding ways to activate people both inside and outside, perhaps, the organization to do things that are aligned with their purpose and the organization purpose. Is that a good summary of a movement in this context? Yes, it, it is. And, and, and the third component there is we always look at culture because, as we know, the, the movements that we see out in, in, in society today uh, that are brewing in culture, they're always anchored in something that people are obviously very passionate about, that people care about. Uh, but you also have to look at what's happening in culture. So um, finding the sweet spot of the company's purpose 
and uh, the intersection of what's happening in culture around there we can build a movement that that people want to participate in and it's also a little bit different it's the difference also from uh, the previous top-down mandate from the ceo telling you this is what you need to do because i tell you so versus today's peer culture which is more you know i'm going to do this because i want to do it so a movement allows that uh, participation um and one thing we've felt also is is when we've been uh, looking at how how leaders mobilize um, this internally and purpose and a movement, we've found three tiers, if you want. It's the top down, uh, it's the bottom up and the middle out. Um, and the bottom is obviously you need you need purpose activated at a grassroots level for for real results. So you need this idea that employees want to galvanize around. Um, but if it's only getting employees excited, it's, it's not enough. You also need support from the top. So not the mandate I just mentioned, but you need the support and the commitment from the leadership. And, and employees, they need to feel this. They need to know they have the support. Otherwise, it won't work. Um, but then it's the third one. It's the middle out. And, and um, Harvard Business School actually looked at this, and they, they found that purpose-driven companies that were the most successful financially, a key was the middle management. If they were on board as well, not only endorsed from the top, you know, that's how, how, how purpose was able to be activated and, and in our case, building movements around it. So, so you need all three. You need a top to buy in, you need the bottom excited, and you need the middle as, as kind of the glue in between. So I think those three things are how we've seen this, this uh, can be mobilized internally. So thinking about movements that, that I've observed in my own career, and my career has been pretty long, um, going back to say when I was a young lawyer, and there weren't that many women lawyers in organizations, including law firms in those days. And actually, some people at the top didn't want women lawyers. So there certainly was a movement. Um, and it very often, um, activities began on the grassroots level on, on women who wanted to have opportunities to rise up and women who wanted to support other women. But what I think we learned pretty quickly is that part of it is you recruit the people above you in the hierarchy and you recruit them to keep recruiting up. That that I, my experience has been you can start just about anywhere, but it's all about making your case at every level. If you're, if we have listeners out there who are not at the top of a big organization, but care about, I don't know, parental leave or well-being or any number of issues, would you say that if that people at any level can help to spark a movement if, if they go about the right way of recruiting support, they can be successful? Is that right? Uh, and yes, anybody can can absolutely spark a movement. I think for it to be successful uh, longer term inside an organization, you need the commitment from the leadership. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be spark. It can be sparked by anybody, but you need those three levels. So you need the commitment and the buy-in from the top, the support from the top, um, and for it to be able to to 
sustain and to continuously evolve, you also need after the spark, you actually, you need ways and opportunities to participate. So you need to create those opportunities, those, those um, engagements, those tools for people to do something. Because to your point, the movements you've seen in your life, people needed to do something. You don't just sit at home and have a movement, you need to go out and do yeah. something. So even at a company level, you need to create those opportunities. So, um, and and the third part, which I talked about before, like if you have the commitment from the top, you still need, it can't be stopped in middle management. It also, you, so you need all three levels in sync. But to your point, like many social movements, you know, they're not, started from the top they're not starting from the governments they're started from the people so there can absolutely be a push uh, you know we're talking about the push and pull um and engagement starting from um, more of the the grassroots uh, participation um with then the commitment on top and 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 the grassroots participation is always needed it needs to ladder up to a higher purpose because a movement always has a higher purpose, but you need to create that grassroots participation for it, for it to be sustainable. So, so that takes us back to purpose and, and alignment of purpose. It's not enough just to work for, say, a company that has and really believes in some good things. If they're not your good things and you're not, they're not consistent with the life you want, um, there may be... A disconnect. It may not be the right place. So, so it is part of laying the groundwork for a movement, understanding what the real purpose is, and knowing kind of the 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 aspirations of all the different groups, and knowing your own how how you yourself align with all the groups, understanding uh, yes. where purpose plays. I, I think so. And I think one thing which is becoming increasingly clear and, and the pandemic has accelerated this is, is the importance of purpose in the business world because the organization you work for, the purpose there has to be clearly defined and communicated as well. So you know the purpose of the company. Um, and, you know, purpose got this bigger role during the pandemic, obviously in life, because it was a crisis, but also in business. Uh, and more and more companies today are are realizing that they need to make purpose not just a nice to have, but a core part of their business strategy. Um, so listen to the people that say that purpose is good for business, because it does have real effect on the bottom line. And I think that obviously will help you know, corporate America adopted even even more. Um, we actually co-hosted uh, the uh, Purpose Power Summit last summer, where some of the most influential business leaders in America, they all agreed that purpose has to be moving forward a real crucial part of their strategy, of their brand, of their organization, and it will be a big contributor of their success. So I think it needs to start at the company or it needs to be happening for sure at the company level and truly so as part of the strategy, like I said, not just a nice to have. And then if you take it down to the people level, to the employee level, um, 
yes, you you yourself, obviously, if you know your purpose and you where you want to be, uh, it needs to align with where the company is. Um, it needs to be, uh, there needs to be a fit, just like the values where you're working so that, you know, you want to stay because... All the research shows today that many of, of the people leaving in, in millions now in the great resignation um, are people leaving companies they don't feel are purposeful. They don't feel they belong. They don't feel their individual effort really ladders up to the company's uh, goals or, or purpose. And, and also, you know, we see that a paycheck is not enough anymore, that there are more things people are looking for in their leaders and in, in their organizations, more um, softer values, if you want. But if you can align the two, what we do know is people that feel this, this connection will be more engaged. And when they are more engaged, they will be more productive and it will be better for the business overall in terms of the bottom line. Well, I think focusing on purpose is a great way to say goodbye to our listeners today. If if people are stuck or uncertain, thinking about their own purpose and trying to grapple with the purpose of uh, their employer or where they want to work, that's, that's a good way of, to get started, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. I uh, so enjoyed having you today, and uh, I, I'm glad I know what the meaning of strawberry frog is now. That's very visual. I like that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bev. Today we've been talking with Lisa Heffenberg about how turning your purpose statement into action can galvanize change. This podcast is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our audio engineer. I'm your host, Bev Jones, author of Find Your Happy at Work. Today's tip is that it's not enough to have a purpose statement. You can bring it more alive today by taking an action step. Thanks for listening. We hope you come back soon.